What's Up in Boone? A weekly trek down the streets of one of North Carolina's premier mountain communities. Presented by the Town of Boone Cultural Resources Department. Lord, I'm sitting on top of the world. Here's your host, David Jackson. Hello and happy holiday weekend and welcome into another installment of What's Up in Boone. I'm David Jackson and we have a great show in store for you this week. Many of you see the Memorial Day weekend as the official start of the summer travel season, and Boone and the High Country are open for business. We'll set you up with a few must-see events over the next couple of weeks in the area. With Memorial Day just around the corner, we'll also check in with George Brodzinski of the High Country chapter of the Military Officers Association of America. He'll give us a rundown of holiday events, but we'll also hear an update on the fundraising and design project for a brand new Veterans Memorial that will be a key component of a major downtown building project. Appalachian State students are out of town for the summer, but their parents are on the way for freshman orientation. We'll pass along a few key reminders to those of you that are making the first of many trips to the high country as orientation sessions get started this weekend. Let's start the show with a few summer event reminders. All of this rain in the area lately means that growing season will be energized for some local farmers. The Watauga County Farmers Market is heading into its second month of operation for the season. Hours are 8 a.m. to noon at Daniel Boone Park. The Kids Corner Mini Market is open this weekend, and this year the Children's Playhouse is helping to coordinate all activities in this special area made just for the young growers and producers in the area. Dashboard Hula Boys is this weekend's musical act, and as always, you'll find the best in locally produced food, products, and just some good old-fashioned neighborly conversation along the way. Visit WatagaCountyFarmersMarket.org for more details. If one market is not enough, the King Street Market opened this past week and will run on Tuesdays through mid-October from 4 o'clock in the afternoon through 7 o'clock in the evening. The King Street Market is located just blocks from the heart of downtown, nestled in front of the Watauga County Health Department and Career Center, and it's conveniently located on many apple cart routes. The Blue Ridge Women in Agriculture are partnering with local growers on this new market. Visit kingstreetmarket.brwia.com. Org for more details. We go from the fields to the stage. The Jones House Summer Concert Series gets underway June 2nd with Time Sawyer and Cyrus B. headlining the opening night. Jones House Outdoor Concerts are always free of charge and start at 5 o'clock. Check out joneshouse.org for a full list of performers for the summer. There are some great shows in store for you, so make sure you get them all jotted down in your calendar. Now, next week's show times perfectly with the June 1st Friday Art Crawl in the downtown district. We'll have more details on that next week. People will flock to the high country for the first holiday weekend of the summer season, and certainly the brave men and women of our armed forces and first responders will be on the minds of many as we travel to parts near and far for Memorial Day. George Brodzinski and the High Country Chapter of the Military Officers Association of America have been working on a new veterans memorial that is planned for construction in the downtown district in 2018, providing necessary funding can be attained. MOA has been gathering funds for the last year, and George provides an update on the mission 
to bring further honor to military veterans here in the high country. Well, next Monday will be our 11th year we're doing the Memorial Day event and uh, looking forward to another great crowd of uh, anywhere from 300 to 400 people that usually attend. Uh, this year we do not have a primary speaker for the event as we normally do. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, two things uh, in recognition of, of the Memorial Day and the meaning of Memorial Day. We're going to talk about the history of Memorial Day and a timeline that we're going to have printed on the back of the programs that we hand out. And it gives uh, people an idea of how Memorial Day started and some of the, uh, the little things that are associated with Memorial Day, such as uh, the red poppies that are given out, taps that is played, and, and different things like that, which will bring a, a hopefully a, a, a well-rounded uh, idea of the history of Memorial Day and, and what the purpose is in, in recognizing those that have sacrificed their lives for the freedoms we have today. And certainly different than the 4th of July, even Veterans Day to some degree, Memorial Day oftentimes viewed uh, as a more somber occasion to reflect, not necessarily as much of a flamboyant celebration, but more of a remembrance and an honoring of. Um, how has that historically, uh, without giving away too much of the detail, how, how has that historically evolved to make sure that, that people do have kind of that right platform to be able to pay their respects appropriately? Well, it, it, it all depends on our program. And this year, uh, to continually emphasize the meaning of Memorial Day, <clears throat> excuse me, the American Legion post here is going to demonstrate the folding of the flags and the 13 folds of the flags that are normally laid over a coffin. Uh, and uh, they're going to describe each fold of the flag and the purpose of that, again, to symbolize uh, the meaning of Memorial Day and how we are recognizing it this year. And then uh, in terms of the programming in general, uh, the uh, High Country Community Band, I know, is a longtime participant with you guys on events. What other things will people be able to see uh, throughout the event at the mall? Well, uh, the invocation will be given by uh, Reverend Ted Henry. Uh, I don't have a lot of information on him right now because this was a uh, put into the program and I'm, I'm in charge of printing it, so <laughs> I don't have a background for him. But uh, Captain Fred Smith, who's a retired Coast Guard captain, uh, is our moderator and president of our military officers association so he will be controlling it all uh, the posting of the colors uh, traditional posting of the colors will be done by the uh, Watauga High School J, uh, Marine Corps JROTC which these group of young uh, high school kids are just tremendous um, we plan on having a lot of music by uh, the Watauga Community Band and just for the public's information they normally start about 10 15 10 30 with their patriotic music as a sort of a warm-up to the commencing of the program at 11 o'clock uh, Besides the folding of the flag and the history of Memorial Day, uh, we're going to, uh, one of the things that our, our, our patrons love, especially our veterans, is recognizing their services. So what we're, we're doing, and we do this just about every year, we play these service theme songs and let them stand up. Along with that, we recognize our World War II veterans and our, our Korean War veterans, our Vietnam veterans, and we have them also stand up too. And it's, it's amazing. We still have a small number, but a good number of World War II veterans in the community. And, and, and it's a lot of pride, pride and, and, and proud to see them still standing up and, and enjoying the, the, the uh, 
ceremony that we're having for them. But we go through the whole list of, uh, of, uh, of wars and conflicts and let those representatives stand up. And, and we do have a good group of people there. And then uh, certainly as you look forward to more permanent uh, ways to honor and, uh, and, and display the area's military history, uh, we've talked with you before about the Veterans Memorial downtown. What can you update us on uh, the, the progress of that project and, and what benchmarks you've hit since we talked about a year ago about this? We're, uh, we're moving right along. Uh, we, uh, we're very pleased on uh, the number of, first of all, our design entries to our design competition. We received 19 entries from across the state and, and uh, actually out of the state, too. We narrowed it down to six, and then we uh, selected the three finalists that we felt represented the uh, the best memorial for the environment that it's going into here in the high country. We had some of the designs that would be great in a Charlotte or a Raleigh large city area, but we being a, a mountain town, we wanted something that would fit into the environment and, and the location uh, on King Street. And we feel that we found three good designs. Our next step is to have uh, the artist uh, give us a little bit more detailed description of their design, uh, cost involved, and so forth, and they're all doing mock-ups of their design. The mock-ups will be displayed at the Jones House following the July 4th parade. Uh, we're going to have the three mock-ups there. Uh, I believe there's watermelon eating and so <laughs> forth. Uh, so hopefully we're trying to get the word out to bring, out, bring, bring that in. Today, after Monday at the Memorial Day event, we were hoping to have at least drawings or photos of that in the time constraint kind of uh, put a bind on that for the artist's standpoint of view but what we're going to do is announce the three designs the three finalists we're going to give a brief description of each design to the uh, to the patrons in our audience and uh, and move on from there as far as fundraising goes, a little bit slower than we want it to be, but most of the people that are planning to contribute and donate to the Veterans Memorial want to see something. We've we found that repeatedly, and hopefully by mid-July to the, uh, the end of July, definitely by the 1st of August, we will have the finalists announced. We're going to PR it big time, and we're going to have it in all of the new brochures coming out and so forth so that people know exactly what we're doing. You know, when you put a challenge out to artists to try to wrap their heads around an area's military commitment uh, from residents to to even in, in the way back cases, uh, actual battles being waged here, uh, depending on the war you want to talk about. But um, how do you how do you properly bring all of that history into a monument? I mean, that, that's got to be kind of a, a, a daunting task to try to paint that broad of a picture in a confined physical space. You are absolutely right. <laughs> it's been a real challenge. We, uh, we've been working with uh, head of the design competition committee is Lindsay uh, Miller. Uh, she is with the Turchin Center at Appalachian State, responsible for a number of the, uh, the designs and the creations that are around campus. And so she was able to come up with a prospectus that we sent out based on the, her uh, uh, number of artists that she had on, on her roles and in her, uh, in her, in her system. Uh, and, and we didn't want to be too broad. We wanted to narrow it down uh, to do what we were looking for as far as all of the five service groups, uh, men and women, the 
the number of conflicts over the year, and most of the designs were able to fit the need of the requirements or fit the requirements that we had posted on our prospectus. Some were off a lot. Uh, some were some were well some of the considerations we had were safety for example some of the designs were great but they had swords sticking out of them <laughs> and so forth and we were concerned about the safety factor uh in having a memorial that could injure someone and so forth so that was a consideration too and and some of the other ones were were were, were designs that were uh hard to recognize what they were without some sort of major description involved and we kind of eliminated those but uh, most of the artists that we selected especially the three finalists fit the criteria that we were looking for without being too broad and narrowing it down now again as I said they're coming in to specifically uh, talk about the details of that and maybe make some small changes or tweaks that would fit more this perspective that they might have missed so what you're saying is no live artillery will be utilized in the making of this this monument right uh, no no large <laughs> pinnacles with points on them uh, dual purpose facility yeah we were uh, that was that was a major concern by the by the, the town of boone also right. because that's covered under their insurance policy and <laughs> we were a little concerned about that i understand uh those that are uh, certainly with north carolina's uh military history with the the number of uh, uh soldiers that come through this area uh be it for all levels of training we certainly have seen the residual effect of many retiring to this area uh, that have a military background uh, those that might want to get involved with MOA uh, and and attend events or or just will benefit from the camaraderie with being with others that have served. How best can they get in contact with you, and in what ways have you seen more engagement in this area uh, with with uh, both active and retired military personnel? Well, there are a number of veterans organizations here in town, uh, from the American Legion, the VFW, uh, the DAV, and so forth. The, the MOA, or the Military Officers Association, is primarily former uh, or retired military officers. Uh, so if, if you're, you're not an officer, again, there are other organizations in this town that will, that will suit it. We do have a great website as far as if you are a retired or former military officer. You don't have to be retired with 20, 30 years on it. You could have served six or eight or four years. It doesn't matter. But our, we, we do have a website, uh, hccmoaa.org, and it'll give you all of the details on what we do on a monthly basis, what our plans are for the future, our Memorial Day event coming up, our Veterans Memorial, and, and anything else we have going on. Well, thank you for your service, and thank you for uh, everything that you do to organize all of these events. I know that uh, they are oftentimes uh, very much looked forward to by the community. We look forward to another great show. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and being a part of the, your podcast here. Search HCC. MOAA on Facebook and you can get involved directly in those fundraising efforts and be sure to check out those renderings in the Jones House galleries later this summer. Finally, a crop of recent graduates of Appalachian State have departed Boone just a few weeks ago and with the summer school session starting back next week, we'll also welcome the parents and students back to town those taking their first steps on campus as part of freshman orientation. Over 300 parents and family members, not to mention the students, will attend one of nine orientation sessions ranging from this weekend through mid-August. Their goals? 
Don't get lost, ask tons of questions, and start to get familiar with new surroundings and faces that will eventually become their new community. If you are one of those parents, welcome. I'm sure you'll love the area, and by the time your years are done in Boone, you may even learn a few shortcuts through traffic in town along the way. In the meantime, Allison Dodson and Nikki Kreese are among the many App State staffers that have refined the orientation process over the years into the well-oiled machine that it is, and they offer a few tips about maximizing your orientation experience. So parents, three things that we want you to kind of take away from parent orientation um, is to definitely sign up for our newsletter. That's a monthly communication piece that kind of pulls together information from a variety of offices across campus, and that's a great way for you to stay connected to the pulse of what's happening here on campus. So that's a first one. Definitely sign up for our newsletter. You can do that on our website, parents.appstate.edu. Another thing I'd recommend doing is signing up to volunteer for Move-In Weekend. We have between 300 and 400 parents every year that help us with our move-in process. And if you sign up to be a volunteer, your student can move into their residence hall a day early. So it's a great way for you to kind of move in at a more leisurely pace and also a good opportunity for you to kind of help welcome our newest uh, class of Mountaineers. And then um, also save the date for our family weekend. We've set that for October 20th through the 22nd. I'd go ahead and make a hotel reservation now. It's going to be a really popular weekend in the high country. Um, and so hotels may be limited. So go ahead and save that date on your calendar and make some lodging accommodations here. We regularly get comments on our orientation evaluations and surveys uh, about how accommodating our staff and our orientation leaders are and that we um, are super helpful. And that's our job and that's why we're doing this job. We're here to help you. So as you're going through this process, if there's something that you don't understand or there's something that you need clarification on or you just need help, please ask one of us, ask our orientation leaders, ask someone else you meet along the way throughout the day. We are super friendly and we pride ourselves on that. If you are traveling up for orientation, check for a detailed podcast that talks you through your entire two-day schedule. You can access that podcast on your smartphone by downloading Guidebook and searching for Appalachian State Orientation. That does it for this installment of What's Up in Boone. Make sure you join us right back here again next week as we get you set for First Friday, June style in the high country. I'm David Jackson. Enjoy Boone, everybody.